Every year, the federal government reports levels of improper payments of around $140, $150 billion. The problem seems impervious to efforts to end it. A study by Deloitte and the Partnership for Public Service finds at least one federal agency is having success, and state governments might have some practices worth trying. Here with more, Mallory Barg-Bowman, Vice President for Research and Evaluation at the Partnership. Mallory, good to have you back. Thanks very much, Tom. And this report now does detail a couple of agencies with lessons learned for everyone. Give us a sense of the scope of the problem. This is a huge issue, and a bipartisan one at that. Uh, Every year, the government estimates the amount that is paid out in in what they call improper payments. In 2017, it totaled more than $140 billion. So that's really a tremendous amount of money. Congress and the executive branch agree that something needs to be done. Congress has passed five different laws since 2002 to help agencies address this, and and individual agencies are doing many things on their own. And that's part of the reason the Partnership for Public Service and Deloitte Federal Services really wanted to sort of dig into this issue and, and tell agencies some of the things that they could do right now with existing legislation, with existing things that are in place, just to make make this problem a little less pervasive. And I guess a good place to begin is to understand the source of the problem. And that's something that, according to the report, the government already knows because you cite the Bureau of the Fiscal Service, I think it is, saying that more than half are because of the improper payments or because of lack of or insufficient documentation and the government's inability to authenticate eligibility where they pay out for benefits. And one thing that we wanted to make really clear in this report, and I know that's something that the team, the the capital team that focuses on getting payments right has been focused on as well, is that improper payments is not just money going out the door that shouldn't be going out the door. Sometimes it's really just a matter of insufficient documentation. You want to make sure that you have the right documentation, you have the right data in place to make sure that when money is leaving the federal government, it's going to whom it should go to. The Labor Department is not one of the bigger outlayers of improper payments. I mean, most of it is Social Security and Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, if I recall correctly. So we highlighted in the report some places where agencies are are getting this right. And uh, two of the key practices that we highlighted here were focused on partnering with states. You know, we know in the federal government, much of the fund distribution happens at the state level. So if the federal government is going to reduce improper payments, it really needs to strengthen the tools that exist at the state level. And, And in that case, it really comes down to two big things, one being training, and then the second being data. So we looked specifically at the Department of Labor, as you noted, and um, the Unemployment Insurance Integrity Center of Excellence that's there. And, you know, unemployment insurance provides benefits to people who lose their jobs through no fault of their own. You want to make sure that, that we have that safety net in place. And so what the center has done is they've provided training at the state level on investigation, on data analytics, on tax auditing, program operations, and some basic things that really help the state level be better at making sure that they're detecting fraud where it's happening. The second is providing data. Um, In this case, the center hosts a suspicious actor repository, which is a data set that collects information across participating states on unemployment claims that show signs of fraud. This really allows the state to easily flag issues that might be happening. Um, the other practice that we saw is using behavioral economics to reduce improper payments. This is something we saw at um, in the state of New Mexico. And what they really found there came from about 
half of improper payments in federal unemployment came from claimants misrepresenting why they were unemployed or how much they earned and how much they were receiving benefits. And, and what the state found, and the um, Department of Labor has helped share this information, is that by showing a claimant a copy of the letter that would go to their employer, you know, saying, here's the information we've heard. This is why this person is unemployed. This is how much money they're receiving. And showing that to the claimant, individuals were 10% less likely to receive benefits they were not eligible for. They were, they were much more likely to be accurate in how they reported why they lost their job. It's not all that different from my kids talking to me and you know, telling me something there where they're bending the truth a little bit. And I go back and say, so if I'm understanding you correctly, this is what's going on. They say, well, maybe not. So you want to make sure that you're putting the facts in front of somebody and give them a chance to tell you the truth. It's almost like a psychological surveillance camera. But that's exactly what it is. You know, it's really the basics of behavioral economics. And you want to really understand how people behave. And um, New Mexico's done a great job of understanding that. We're speaking with Mallory Barg-Bowman, Vice President for Research and Evaluation at the Partnership for Public Service. How could this be scaled then to a nationwide effort? So there are already some things in place that are government-wide. First is improper payment legislation. And what improper payment legislation has done is it's focused on fighting fraud, waste, and abuse across the government. You have things like the Improper Payments Elimination and Recovery Improvement Act of 2010, 2012, I'm sorry, which requires agencies to verify payment eligibility by checking against data housed in the Do Not Pay Business Center. Also, the Office of um, Budget and Management Authority expanded the center's data resources. You want to make sure that agencies are able to share the right data with one another. Um, also, OMB established the Do Not Pay Business Center at the Department of the Treasury to provide a centralized source to aid agencies in the prevention and detection of improper payments. The Do Not Pay Business Center houses data sources on individuals who have lost their job, individuals who have passed, individuals who you know, may be getting um, payments from other agencies. It's really a, a shared service in the government with an emphasis on prevention. And one thing that we know in improper payments is, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. If you can make sure that the money isn't leaving the agency to begin with, it's much, much, much easier than trying to recover the funds once they've already been distributed. And do we know the balance of improper payments among individuals, say people that are receiving unemployment insurance or people getting Medicare, Medicaid, which actually doesn't go so much to individuals at the receiving end as it does to the intermediaries, the healthcare providers, versus contracting improper payments? You know, it's hard to say at this point. I think that you have to look at the size of some of these agencies and programs as well. You know, you can look no further than the goal leaders of the uh, getting payments right improper payments cap goal. You have uh, the director of the Office of Financial Management and the chief financial officer at the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid. You have the Department of the Treasury. You have some of these agencies that are really focused on large distributions of funds on behalf of the federal government. And those are the places where the government's starting. We're really focused on making sure that we get those payments right. And you mentioned data analytics, and that's something that's on many agencies' lips these days. And you have to have good data, and you have to understand what questions to ask it. Does that show a lot of promise in preventing improper payments? Absolutely. Um, one of the key issues is you want to make sure you have the right 
data. And you want to make sure you, there are laws that allow for data sharing. A lot of times laws prohibit the data that agencies can share with one another, which, you know, if they're shared, can really prevent problems and accurately authenticate eligibility. You know, you take a, a really simple example, the um, earned income tax credit is for parents not, is, is intended for parents not residing in the same household. And in that case, the credit goes to the parent with whom the child resides the majority of the year. There's no data source right now to verify that claim, which is, makes it really difficult to prevent and detect improper payments. Similarly, the Supplemental Security Income Benefits Program, it's required at the first of the month. However, if you have a change of income during the month, it can affect the amount owed to the beneficiary, resulting in an improper payment. So if you have better data sources that allow you to know who's getting paid what and when and by different agencies, it makes it much easier to make sure the right payments are getting to the right people. And a final question, a lot of agencies are talking in terms of better customer experience by creating systems at which the individual is the center of things. It seems like maybe it's a little creepy, but having the individual taxpayer, individual recipient, whatever, at the center of systems design, it would be easier to flag improper payments. I think that's right. And you also, we find with our customer experience work that most people want to comply with rules and regulations. And with, you know, one of the roots of customer experience is really meeting people where they are, understanding how they interact with the government, making sure when they're filling out a form, they're given the right information to fill it out properly. And so those are things that help people comply with rules and regs and make sure that at the root, they're able to comply with government and uh, it will inherently reduce improper payments. Mallory Barg-Bowman is Vice President for Research and Evaluation at the Partnership for Public Service. Thanks so much. Thanks very much, Tom. Find a link to the report and to this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at iTunes or Podcast One.